Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. I'm sorry. That's uh, that's terrible. Joe? Eminem has a new album. Oh, really? Yeah, I know you're not really in the know on stuff like that. Well, I've been busy, Joe. I know you're fighting. Uh, no, I'm not really whatnot. fighting a lot right now. I'm just busy right now. Uh, yeah, Eminem dropped an album about a week, uh, about a week and a half ago. Did he break it? Yeah, he dropped it directly <laughs> on my foot. You old fart. <laughs> Uh no, it's uh it's called Kamikaze and um Have you listened to it? I listened to it like five or six times. Oh, I've heard it's, people talk about it actually. Now that now that I'm my brain is now and I've heard it's pretty good actually. It is really good and he just dishes it out to a bunch of the newer shitbag rappers. Really? Like, I'm sure they're good people, but they are not good rappers for the most part. Who's the producer? Uh, it was it Dre? Him and Dre. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So Dre likes this. And I'm it's sure. fucking oh, so fucking good. God damn it! All right, I'm gonna have uh, to. And, but it's but it's also an old guy yelling at young a bunch of young the younger <laughs> like, kids. It sounds like get off my lawn. Like, it sounds like get off my lawn, but <laughs> rhyming. <laughs> and, and and that's fine because he's uh, he's he's old school and he's one of those rappers. Like, there's not a lot of rappers that are still around and still. Any good that 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 are from him from his era? He's probably close to forty, isn't he? He's over forty. He's almost fifty. No way. Eminem Eminem came out when I was in high school. Man, he's quite a bit older. He wasn't that much older than you, was he? Yeah. Come on, he's not almost fifty. I'm telling you, he's probably almost fifty. Okay, fine. I I bet. I bet. I'd almost be willing to bet. Come on, that left knee hurts too. I am just. You're falling apart, man. I just need. It, it, can I take myself back for a, you know, a, a, re, a rebuild, a rebuild, an entire, like like body off restoration? He was born October seventeenth, nineteen seventy two. That makes him almost forty six. Okay, so it's not almost fifty. He's so he's forty five. You bastard! No, no, no. He's forty five. Okay, he's forty five. Right. He's not almost fifty. You're such a bastard. He's he's old. Okay. He's old. He's, does he know? He's 45 he and he's still he's in the old. goddamn rap he game. Had a rap about how, like, he got a rap about how old he is. He does. Then, good. On Kamikaze, it's amazing. Good. I need to uh, hear this album. So you're falling apart? Your knee hurts? Uh, my knee hurts. My knee's hurt for 15 years. Here's what happens. Is that, uh, or not, What it's my left knee and I don't know why. I didn't do anything to it, but it just, it. if I'm actually walking or even hiking, I don't think it hurts. But if I'm laying down, it hurts. And it's like, what the fuck? Anyway, I don't want to. This is not going to be the Jewish. Compl- what's that? What's that meter on on, on comedians of cars getting coffee? What is it? The um, it was Jerry Seinfeld. It was like the Schmeckel meter. Yeah, and it was uh, like it was uh, it was a uh, oh the guy that died, not Gary Shanley. Yeah, Gary Shanley. <laughs> Kvetchometer. Kvetchometer. Is that what it was? Kvetching or like Because then I was sick, didn't feel well. He's always like I didn't, didn't feel, feel well. well. Does it, it seem like it's hot to it you? Fe- and I didn't feel. I, did, I had to go home early because I didn't. Hot out. I was thirsty. Here. I didn't feel good. And, I, and then so. ding, ding ding, the meter's going. <laughs> the meter just keeps. 
<laughs> it's so funny. Typical Jewish conversation. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee is like my new favorite show. Like I've seen all of them. And I remember watching when it was still only like an online thing. Like you mm-hmm. had to go to either YouTube or go to the at their actual website like once a week and watch it. And now they're all put together and kind of re-edited and everything. And, and then there's like three more extra seasons that are on um, Netflix. And I've just been watching the shit out of them while I'm drinking coffee. I've and watched just laughing. Them all. I've watched every one of them. Have you? Yeah. Can you imagine if you're Seinfeld and you have, of course, a pile of money? And those aren't all of his cars. People think they're all of his cars. That's not true at all. No, most of them are not. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think the only one that was actually his car is that uh, 356. Definitely the Porsches are the, his, the, are but not few, all of them. Just maybe a couple of them. The you know the ratty old yeah like three fifty six A that he's like got the, the original drop top. one yeah, yeah original original where he's driving. You can see the hammer marks and the bodywork and stuff. I think him and um, Norm Macdonald. Oh, I thought is, it was uh, Leno was one of the early Porsches <laughs> he was in. Leno. No, I don't think that one. I think okay. that was something different. Okay. Or it was a Speedster or something like that. Right. Anyway. Uh, the one with Kevin Hart is really funny because he's just making fun of how short Kevin Hart is. <laughs> and they get in the, uh, uh, what was the thing? What was it that, um, it was a 550 Spider, but this was a little bit different. It, it oh, was yeah. similar to that, and, and, and it, I couldn't believe they let somebody else drive it. I realized Jerry Seinfeld could buy that car three or four times over, but still. It is kind of a thing, too, because it is, you, you think, wow, this is a, just pick a number, a $20 million. That's not as that much. That was number one of 40. Or okay. That was like 37 so of 40. pick a number, say it's $20 million, and Jerry Seinfeld, of course, can cover that and not be even know that he was missing $20 million. However, it's funny because that could be kind of, it's an irreplaceable thing. It's still a piece, uh, that specific right. vehicle is a piece of history. But it's still valued. You know, say, okay, well, oh, it got destroyed because we let someone drive it. I'm so sorry. Here's twenty million dollars, but the car is still gone. It, this, the, yeah, the car's gone, and, and so it's, it's irreplaceable. It's like the uh, er, there's so few uh, of the oh, not the LFA, the La Ferrari. Remember mm-hmm. those? Mm-hmm. The Ferrari La Ferrari. I think they only made forty nine of them, just to okay. fulfill a requirement, like a race sure. rule requirement. And uh, uh, when they first came out, they just people kept uh, wasn't the La Ferrari. No, it was something the Enzo Ferrari Enzo. Okay, the Enzos were like one point eight million dollars a piece, and they came out like two thousand two. Mm. Well, then somebody was filming a movie and then crashed one, so then they all went up to two million dollars a piece that they were <laughs> worth. And the, as people crashed them and fucked them all up, Supply and one and of them demand. caught on fire, yeah. yeah, they're they're like now they're worth like nine million dollars a piece because there's like sixteen of them left. Yeah, it fucking cracks me up. But I also like. Like there, <laughs> I know this sounds like a real some real hippie shit, but goddamn, they're two million dollar cars. Do you know how many mouths you can feed with two million dollars oh, like in a year? God, I know, man. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I go to that direction. I go. I, I'm not, that's what I go to whenever I go. Goddamn, I can't believe somebody crashed one of those things. Then I then I start thinking some piece of shit bought that. Now, <laughs> granted, there's certain people out there that they work their asses off, right? And they bought race cars and they're racing the shit out of them but there's also assholes that buy them and throw them in the garage correct they're, 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 they're hanger queens or is that what garage they queens i guess yeah, garage me. it would be Sorry. garage queens but yeah, yeah no i and i i assume that there's hanger queens too like with the yeah the, people, i've known we've talked about this i've known people before that have airplanes kind of like mine or something and they just don't fly it that often because they don't want to get the hours on the engine and honestly i've never thought of this once because I thought I'm really not getting any younger, and I don't understand where this is coming from. I think those people, uh, 
those people didn't work for uh, for for their their shit. All right, maybe. And maybe they just are just they just I enjoy my life every single day. Well, so some, other, most people aren't like that. Most people they they're working toward their hobby to what to do on the weekend. And, so, and so I they get have that. their friends come over and they light up a cigar and just look at their stuff. Now that's I can't get that. I don't mind if someone actually has money and things, but I think there should be a balance. And I'm so I'm not going to say, oh, this twenty million dollar car should feed this many children. I was just thinking how ridiculous it is. I'm not saying that those people shouldn't buy those things. You can do that. And I'm with not it. saying that we should take it away from them. I'm just saying if you think about the silliness that that it you know that that comes with buying an automobile and owning an automobile that's that does. But that. you can do. It that. doesn't even fucking fly. Everything everything is relative though, Joe. I mean seriously, I've got that Jeep out there that I haven't driven in a while because it's missing a whatever. I'm working on it. Fine, but do I need that? No. So, I mean, I could sell that and give yeah, that but, give but, that money away to some needy family. Truth be told, that, well, yeah, but that that thing's worth what four thousand dollars? Sure, Smart, maybe. No, that. But that could go a long way. Truth be told, it could go a long way. I'm not saying For you need. People. I'm not. This isn't fucking workers unite, and we're not going to come and take your jeep away and sell it to feed the homeless. Um, no, I'm not. Okay. Uh, no, I was more. I uh, was more thinking that you could do some good by the environment if you fixed your Jeep and drove that around instead of your truck all the time. Why? My truck is less emissions, fewer emissions. Does uh, it? I guarantee it does. That's a '97. My truck is a 2014. That, that's a '97 with few with low miles on it, though. What are you saying? And you have a V6 turbocharged. Yes, but I I guarantee it still has, spits out fewer car, hydrocarbons than you're the, probably right. I know I'm right. Do you? Oh, Are you whoa, a hydrocarbon? Just, just because you work with carbon fiber doesn't mean you're a hydrocarbon specialist. <laughs> well, fuck with me, Gaines. It's not the. I did uh, manual labor for you today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So there's this group called Kingman Main Street. <laughs> I'm sorry, you. I thought you were gonna go, ladies and gentlemen. Joe finally. Oh. Helped. Well, you've been kind of busy. A local group. It's also you, bassholes. Bassholes? <laughs> did you say bass? You're a basshole. I can't. I think you said basshole. I, I think I, I think I didn't mean to say bassholes, but you assholes. I was going to say you bastards. Okay. You bastard you combined, assholes. You, you combined the two. You bassholes. You bassholes. <laughs> kept. <laughs> I can't unsay it. You bassholes. Is that what the you in the lake the fish are running around? Stop. Fucking it's bastard! Asshole. It's bastard assholes, you bassholes! You bassholes <laughs> would always schedule all of your meetings for Kingman Main Street on an evening when I'm working. Always. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't consult with you, Joe. No, you didn't. Okay, fine. It's, this wasn't a meeting. This was a labor thing. No, actually, I went to that first Kingman Main Street meeting. Oh, long at, time ago. Yes. Yeah, and then they changed. Instead of doing things on like Thursday nights or something like that which is perfectly acceptable for me. And I almost always have Thursdays off. Uh, and I, and, and it changed to like Tuesdays or something it like that. Changed, and then I'm like, ah, fuck it. And it, then, but then it, then it just kind of dissolved into, it was it a, distilled down it to was a very a small group. skeleton of the group initially what it was. And I was one of the skeleton people. You're like means. a metatarsal. <laughs> Metatartal. Yeah, that too. Meta, metacarpal. Carpal tunnel. That's in your hand. Metatarsals in your feet. Okay. Um, yeah, it was only a few people that were there consistently and it was really going away. And, and we decided with a few people there, um, and I was one of them, we said, we need with all these products that were planned, 
I said, this is not happening. The group is getting smaller and we're adding more projects. This is a formula for not going to happen ever. Right. So we said, we need one to do a mural. Fine. So I took that ball and ran with it like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> took it and ran with it like Kobe, but you ended up just like running all the time. Right. It's like holding uh, the ball. Like, uh, like uh, uh, Forrest Gump. You were like Forrest Gump with a basketball. Out there. <laughs> I think I'll go home now. Well, now what are we going to do? Everybody's complaining when they're, now what are we going to do? You you know, it's funny because it looks like he's wearing a Make America Great hat. It does. Like, it was like, what is this red hat he's wearing? It's a... Uh, it's something, but I can't remember it. Oh, uh, it's Bubba Gump Shrimp. Oh, uh, that's it. Good that's Lord. it. Any, uh, anyhow, so so we decided to do the mirror anyway. So long story short, we're now getting close. We have the artist... Is there, I know we're not going to reveal until the guy starts painting it. People are going to see it, obviously. We're going to have a big reveal, which is funny because he's not going to be covering up the whole thing the entire time. Yeah, it's, somebody's going to drive by and be like, that's a shitty-looking mural. It's not even done. And he's like, <laughs> I haven't fucking finished it yet. <laughs> I hope he throws rocks. at like Actually, <laughs> I want to be there when he's there doing it with a bullhorn so I can just be the obnoxious asshole who counteracts all the comments. It would, it would be great if you didn't do that. <laughs> You know who you know who would do a really good job of of, of no, that I, that who? job who's really great at it? Who? Rob Chilcote. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> sure, that'd be awesome. Anyway. Uh, so so the What's artist, the mural is it gonna say something like like damn the man? Is it is it gonna is there some sort of a message on it? Pretty sure what we're gonna do is well, it's got something to do with the Confederate flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be you like that? <laughs> I can't fucking believe that you just said that. <laughs> Holy shit. In fact, in fact, this guy that hangs the Confederate flags up there, you think he's got a big flag? You just wait. We can outdo. We see your flag. I see and we, your banner with a flag painted on it. Right. And we actually painted this with the ashes of Robert E. Lee. <laughs> we ground down Confederate monuments. We chipped off hunks of Stone Mountain. And brought, <laughs> and, brought, and brought them to Cayman, ran them through a mill, crushed them into powder. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Charlie posted something from, uh, from uh, uh, Adam Carolla the other day mm -hmm. that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It had something to do with, uh, like, you know, what are you going to do with uh, those so-and-so things? We're gonna wrap them around uh, Confederate monuments, and I can't, I can't for the life of me remember what it I think was I that he said. I saw, but I forgot. And I fucking died laughing because Corolla, Corolla is just brilliant. Yes, he is. He's. Is, oh, you start listening to him now? No, you, you stopped listening to him for a while. Who Corolla? No, I listen to Corolla here and there. What, like it's. I know like, people don't like his voice. He has kind of nasally voice. Yeah, people say that shit, but people. people I mean, people, people listen to us. Christ's sake, I know. Ah, goddammit, I can't find what it was. It was something really funny. It was like, well, now that people can't wear their... Uh, oh, uh, what do you think PETA wants to do with Aretha Franklin's fur coats? Cover, <laughs> cover Confederate <laughs> statues with them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dynamite, Corolla. Um, Just killed it. I have a question. Oh, should Should awesome. we... Uh, should we? <laughs> would he? Would you? Is he? Would you? No, seriously. Should, should we or not? Should we? Even reveal not the... Not even reveal... We shouldn't reveal the artist's name. No, you we shouldn't. No. You want to know why? I'll no. tell you why. Because somewhere in, in a, on his website, I believe, 
he made a big post or his Facebook page and said, "Got it or nailed it," meaning he he won the award for the oh okay for the mural. And this was if we talked about we haven't had a Main Street person on here to talk about Main Street and no, what this mural project doesn't really is. matter. Fuck, what we do don't you even fuck have, you? It's, it doesn't it's, matter. It it's barely barely. I was I was just gonna get you infuriated. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. No, what I'm saying is this. I know I've been heavily involved with. Kingman Main Street's going to be more than just this mural thing, obviously. That this is the first project. Are you going to do another do. mural? Not right away, but we're going to be. We're talking about other smaller things right now, Ooh. like um, maybe working with in the the Rotary Club, and they, they want to do these cool like bike racks or to kind of paint up kind of artsy fartsy. But they don't really know that we want to work with them yet. But they, uh, we don't know where they are with it. We we think it kind of fizzled. Okay. So we'd like to kind of um, partner with them maybe or something to make sure it happens. Maybe that would be an example. But we have a whole bunch of um, – see, that's why I'm wondering. Should I talk about the mural project now because – or I'm kind of the guy that that knows more about it than anybody else does about, about – would you – I'm not just saying I'm the guy. I'm tired of hearing about how fucking awesome you no, are. No, no, let's, no, no. That's not what I mean. This is not the let's talk about how awesome show. I like would this. like to have someone else on the show again soon with Kingman Main Street so it can be discussed and it doesn't just sound like it's me. So who would that be? I have no idea, but we can talk about this not on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Are we recording? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a basshole. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in a lockbox. <laughs> anyway, so so Joe was out there today. We were caulking, yeah, caulk caulking. Oh, it's cock blasting uh, and and priming. Are we doing a little bit of uh? So we had we did I, some prime caulking actually, today. Uh, Councilman Lingerfelter showed up. Yeah, he, he helped, and he was the tallest guy there, so that was very helpful. That was helpful. He also, dude's got long arms. He does real long arms. Yeah, and like uh, he was able to paint up above seven feet. It was kind of fucking freaky. Yeah, it's got to reach. Like, Bro, that's scary. So we finished up some uh, some uh, wire brushing, and uh, we did a lot of caulking as high as we could reach and as low as we could go, and then priming. Pretty much the first, I don't know, seven feet is done of the wall. Yeah, I did a lot of the uh, the slow, uh, shallow caulking. Really? Yep. Just a little bit, a little bit in and out. Yeah. Shallow yeah. caulking. Yep. Is that a activity? Yep. Why go feet deep when you can get the job done in a couple inches? Okay. <laughs> Why waste the length? Why waste the, the length when the girth is what they want? <laughs> My God. You're disgusting. Um, I'll tell you what I really like was Beth Ferry and all her cock jokes. That she, she wouldn't quit. She would not stop with the cock jokes. <laughs> Need more cock over here. Yeah, well, don't we all? Anybody Beth? got any cock over here? And I like, I'm fairly certain she was trying to flirt with her husband, and he's just like, <laughs> he didn't cold. care. He was he great. Didn't, he he just it just went like he was working. Kevin like said he's Kevin a, Ferry is a freaking worker. Yeah, he kicks he kicks ass. If he's not doing something on a job site when he shows up, he's not happy. He's uh, he's funny too because he kept doing that. I forget what it's an old sketch. From a sketch comedy, I For think construction about construction workers or something. Yeah, it had to do with the uh, the painter. Oh man, we're gonna do such a rough job. This painter's gonna come in and be like, "Who's the motherfucker that painted this?" And it, like he kept going through these characters. <laughs> this routine. Like, it was a whole routine. I, yeah, I've heard that before, but I couldn't place it. But anyway, yeah. So we painted half of a a wall. A third. A third. A Prime, third. Primed it. Primed it. With, by the way, this stuff the artist recommended, this bullseye, what is the, 
Zinzer or Zinzer primer one, two, three or something. And he said, I think it's a bit, he was all, he was all about it, that it's better than kills. You know, kills, oh. kills is known. But one thing that kills does do is of course it stops stains, but, it, but it doesn't have a lot of pigment in there. Right. This Zinzer stuff, it covered pretty, pretty well. It seemed to cover. Okay. Yeah. It was uh, even over the dark ma- stuff. Everybody's going to fall. They're asleep. Covering over the dark stuff. Oh, come on. Oh, Oh yeah, like now I I don't like this black part up here. Why has it got to be white, Paul? <laughs> there was a dark part I was trying to cover over as quickly as we could. It was the tar. Where Some they used, kind of they goo, used, goo they put on the side. Yeah, they used tar to to keep the the cracks like keep it from falling apart. Yes. Home Fix It Workshop here on Cartoon Casual. Yeah, no I, shit. I mean, God. Anyway, so that's so so Joe was able to. So help we're gonna have on that. we're gonna have some nice looking things. Yeah, and more nice looking things downtown. And to good. us, it's a okay. beautiful mural. It was an international thing, but I'm just asking. Okay, we can talk about that later. We can get someone else on. Maybe we're gonna get somebody on to talk about that because I'm tired of hearing you talk about it. Let's Fine. talk about Nike. Let's. <laughs> I want to talk about all talking tired of talking about Nike. I haven't talked about Nike hardly at all. Haven't you seen all about it? Here's the thing, though. I want to know how many people out there actually watch the whole commercial. I have rather than just the print ad. I have watched the on social media. It was on somewhere. Yeah. I don't think many people that are all pissed off about them. I love that idiots out there are burning their <laughs> their their Nike stuff. So here's my theory: it's kind of funny. the same people that are burning their their Nikes are the same assholes that are inbred and and are are birthing ki- have birthed kids that uh, ate Tide Pods. I think those those are the they they go his, like hand in hand. They might be. It's a generational stupidity, and it doesn't skip a generation. I don't think I, I'm trying to think, and I'm serious about this. I'm trying to think of a thing that happened in the past where I was alive and, aw- and aware. When you were alive. <laughs> Welcome to the ethereal cartoon casual. <laughs> I, I, I've got to define this now. When I was alive and had money and time and a brain to think about something I was against or I was for or whatever, if I actually, well, currently in this town, there's certain places I won't shop. Right. So certain that's rest- the one I had in my holster. I was certain restaurants. Yep. So I, I do that. I'm not going to get into why. There's certain be beers that you've been advised not to buy because it's uh, ABN bad that's, products. That's true. So because thank God there's so many other selections out there. But if I and I don't know this stuff, I, I will be honest. I'm not going to go to the store. I know that you guys and Tim Schroeder, for example, or all the beer people, Mike uh, Hinman, whatever, a lot of other people. Can go into a store and see a certain beer, and you you know if it's in. You, you just yeah, know for this. the most part, yeah. I don't know this. Well, so, then I don't. I don't bother looking. I'm gonna give you an app. I'll tell you an app to download. It's called Craft Check. It's like hot dog, not hot dog. Hot dog, hot dog. So it's InBev, not, not InBev. Is that what it is? It's <laughs> that's what it should. <laughs> it should be, be. That's what I was thinking. No, what it checks, what it is, is it, it's a you just open up the app and it's a it's just a uh, it's a barcode scanner. Oh, and you and it and you just put it up there. It'll click and go. This one is 100 percent independent craft. This is owned by a consortium of craft beer brewers, so it's not. So it is kind of craft, but it's not. And this is owned by, uh, you know, AB and Bev, Miller Coors, whatever. I think you it's guys, pretty cool. That's mean, a smart app. Meaning Blackbridge have a little small little bloop somewhere in in the brewery, and it said download this app to learn if your beer is. True craft beer. If I actually push that app, but it's like there's there's man, it's probably ten percent of craft beer drinkers that give a shit about that stuff. The, to a certain to a degree where they wouldn't buy a beer, or they would commit that to knowledge or well, remember to use that app, maybe, and that's fine. Maybe know? more people would if they knew of this app and they would you know. Well, that's true. 
some people just aren't that they don't have that level of snobbery at least not in that area right and, and that's fine uh you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kick the shit out of somebody that i barely know that because they bought a, an ab InBev product now if i have the opportunity to educate them i absolutely will and i take that every opportunity to, to do so if but like you've got some Breckenridge in in your uh, I didn't buy it. In, I know it was Ed Manded. I'm calling you out, Ed. Thanks a lot, Ed. Appreciate that. And uh, Ed probably doesn't know that Breckenridge a few years ago, handful of years ago, they were uh, they were purchased. I'm, I'm sure one point one billion dollars by yeah, no shit by uh, uh, AB InBev. Okay, here's a question because I've asked this question to a, an aircraft. Business. No, it's not craft anymore. It's not an aircraft. No, I'm just go ahead. Oh, it's air. It's not craft beer. No, it's no, air. Go what, what's on. the other air? Ask your question. No, wait. If, if it's craft beer, what's the other non-craft beer called? Uh, craft, craft beer, not craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it's craft or the big boys commercial beer. I mean, you I'm, could, yeah. I'm trying to get another word for craft for aircraft. Oh, what, what's the other one? If it's not craft, handmade. Uh, I don't know. Air handmade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not handmade. I, opposite of craft. The opposite of aircraft. If, if there's a no, I'm really missing it here. I know you, I can't understand what the hell you're okay, talking you've about. Okay, you got craft beer, and then and then what's the other that's non-craft beer? That's what's, commercial beer. Commercial. Yeah, commercial. Air beer. commercial, not aircraft. So that'd be okay. the opposite of an air. I'm just I'm really getting a little weird. Getting all right. Okay, so there's an aviation business owner in this industrial park here off. The high desert, Mojave Desert, and Route 66, ladies and gentlemen. That's we are in Kingman, Arizona. The edge of the high desert. We are the edge. Route 66, Kingman, Arizona. Actually, know we're on the edge of? Destruction. The Colorado Plateau. Oh. The Colorado Plateau is... We're not on the edge of the Colorado Plateau. Yes, we are. We are off the edge. Oh. If we're on the edge, we would be up there. I'm and sorry. It would we be are... 8,000 feet. God. Money. This is a fucking verbose bullshit fucking episode. Well, you're the one that's wrong. Don't, don't you're smarter than that. I uh, thank you. Or speak to what you know about. Stick to what you know about, and maybe you. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Where was I? Oh, so there's an nobody knows. If there was an aviation, there is an aviation business here in town, uh, in this town, who manufactures things for airplanesies. Right. And um, he was mad. A while back, because China bought Cirrus, then China bought, or before they bought, like homing Continental engines, and they're just buying shit. You want to know why people? Because the base economy is manufacturing. So fuck all you people that are anti-manufacturing in this town, especially. Fuck you. You know, if you're going to go against Cama, I'm serious. I, I'm not I'm even no, a member. No, of no, no. I, I get some mouthpiece for you. I get it. Go I, fuck yourself. Yeah, the basis of any decent-sized town is going to be manufacturing. Yeah. It brings in money as opposed there, to just moving money there, around. There's mining, the safe mining, farming, and manufacturing. Yeah. That's the three bases of, of an economy. The rest of it just moves, sloshes it around. That's all yeah. they do. Anyway, so um, uh, now, of course, housing is a big industry, but it stems from manufacturing, manufacturing. materials. And that kind of, it's Absolutely. So, so it's kind, yeah. of a, kind of a tier off of one. It, Any, it's the second level of manufacturing. If right. you're going to manufacture your widget, somebody has to go and assemble it or put it on a, another thing that's a bigger widget, and that's right. just a smaller part of a widget that might as well be uh, the trusses of a house, which are built out here. Exactly. People don't uh, know there's, that. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, out, yeah, there's the, huge manufacturing companies. There should be, which there hasn't been, in my opinion. I've mentioned it to the paper before. The paper. <laughs> <laughs> there should so be a series, a long-term series in our local paper or some other format to come profile 
a business. Like one week and they do another one, another one, another one. I don't think they care. I know, but they, I, I don't, they should. I, I, I know. I realize that. And, and I know that they should. I agree with you. Do people know trusts us were it's built on? Fucking, dude, nobody gives a shit about newspapers anymore, man. I understand. And when okay. I say nobody, I mean nobody under the age of fucking 65. Okay. okay. And, 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 I'm, and I'm sorry to say that. It's just one of those things. And I, and I shouldn't have to apologize for that because those people, most of them don't know how to use a fucking podcast app. And if they do, they agree with me. Shut up and listen to me. Oh, my God. That I'm taking it back. Is it turning you on a little bit? A little bit. <laughs> what I'm saying is then some form of media should profile every handful of days or once a week this this company that makes the trusses. You Why know, don't you do it? Then Okay, I'll just do it. I mean, you'd be perfect to Kama do it. Kama ought to do it. If Kama had a Facebook page, that's what they ought to do. Let's not criticize Kama. <laughs> no, I'm going to criticize them and praise them at the same time. Well, you're I've just come pissing to, all over everybody, ain't you? <laughs> I've come Goddamn to, Felix the Cat and Heat over here, motherfucker. I've come to praise Caesar's body, not to bury it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking... I can't even handle you right now. You're on a whole different level. Okay, okay. So I'm happy. So here's That's the deal. Good. So good. here's the deal. Yeah, I know. You want I'm happy? Got some painting done out there. We're getting... I can see that we may not be behind the curve on this project. I'm excited about Thursday. I want to do more fucking painting. Yeah, well, yeah. Wait till everybody does the hard work, and then you come in and just slop some paint and take all hey, the Hey, dickwad. It's not... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. You just wait. Wait till you have that fucking first and third heart attack, and I'll be monitoring you. <laughs> you will see how happy I am. It is it. Uh, I say, cannot... I am. Yeah, you're, mon- you're monitoring the uh, the mo- the monitors, and you go, yeah, he's all right. Just no, let that go. No, that's that's. Do you know who that's that normal. is? Normal. Isn't you- he? Isn't he flatlining? No, he's good. No, he's, he- he'll come back. That's just he just he's like that. He when does he that. He, he does that. <laughs> he's constantly bleeding steam. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you, he'll Charlie, for that term. <laughs> it, it, but he, he's right though, because you're constantly you're at like a simmer of like. Six out of it, out of ten. There's this there's this pressure relief valve. It's not set very high pressure. It, just kind of always. Pss- <laughs> so fucking funny. It's <laughs> but it's true. It it summed up your brain pan much better than anybody else I've ever heard. Can I go back to the airplanesy business here? Can, uh, yeah, okay, please. So, so he was mad that Cirrus sold out to China. Because again, they China. have the money because they manufacture stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. they, yeah. And then they sold out to whoever it was in China. Sold the engines that go in Cirruses and a bunch of other freaking airplanes. So now China is just starting to buy technology. Well, I would too. If I had a whole bunch of money, wanted to learn about this stuff, you just buy the company and then you get to walk around your company, right? And learn how this stuff is done and cut things apart. And excuse me. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Paul may have. <laughs> Busted a gasket. Um, no. So why were they mad about it? Is it just okay. because it's not an American right. company anymore? Right. So this person, yeah. they, they were mad, and I said, "Okay, Mister X, <laughs> call Mister X." But he wears tidy whities <laughs> What if China came over here? I don't know what China would be wearing if they came over here. <laughs> they just China came over here, <laughs> knocked on your door. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> 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 Wait, do they say that or, huh. the, or the Japanese say hero? <laughs> I'm not Japanese. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do it. I, it's I'm going to get. I, Look, it, we're not racist. I, he's saying that means we're racist. Jasmine's friend called us racist. Did she, really? Yeah, she's got like some uh, super liberal friends back east that called us racist. Do they uh, listen, listen to the show? They, no, just listen to. I think, they, I think she just listened to the one. 
uh, the one episode with Jasmine on it. Like, and well, don't you think they're a bit racist? And and Jasmine's like, these guys are not racist. Trust me. What do we say that was racist? I have no idea. Maybe it was. Maybe it had something to do with the fact that uh, I think we made comments about a- ASL. Uh, ASL should be the number one dominant sign language in the, you know, in the world because it's American. Maybe like, we said and that. shit like that. I I don't. Who knows? It doesn't matter. It but doesn't matter. I, they if, need to I, listen to the show. They to need to listen to all of it. And I don't know. Like, don't. <laughs> Don't assume that someone's a racist by like a thirty second blip that you heard from him. Correct. Anyway, okay. So I said airplanes. So China, China, China came, came knocking on the door. Goes, bonk, 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 hey, all. I would love. They wouldn't say love that way. They wouldn't pronounce it. No. Course, no. I don't think they they would show up very <laughs> business like. And yes. And they would um, said we like to buy your business right here. What you do for ten million dollars. Or whatever number I came up with. Because, oh, I'd sell it. See, Scott? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you were trying to dance around it, Mr. X? Hey, speaking See, of that, Scott, did you blurp out a person's name as you were supposed to do on one of I the- haven't edited that one. It's fine. I don't, I don't, even, remember, I don't even remember what I, I did. I'm, now I have to listen to the whole thing. I'm going to tell fine. you why you should blurp it out. No, you have it marked down. You have the time marked down in the book. You wrote the time down in the book. I did, didn't I? Yeah, yes. That's yeah, fine. And I'm going to tell you why you're going to have to... Um, Marked it out during the oh, break. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to have to tell you why you have to mark that out, and I'm going to... Okay. reason. There's a new reason. Oh, great. Okay. Did you get someone pregnant? I fucking knew it. I just... I, I thought she looked fat. There's a bunch of little Paul Gainesies running around. Oh, God. <laughs> That's scary. It is pretty... No, do you... You know what it reminds me of is like... I, I You know what I watched the other night? The other... Uh, or, what? The other night I watched this movie... Charlotte's Web. Remember? You mean the original Charlotte's Web movie? Yep. Okay. And I remind—I don't know who I remind you of in that movie. Uh, Charlotte and her egg sack that she, when she dies. Oh, remember at the at the city uh, the state fair, county fair, whatever she all, dies. Yeah. And he brings the egg sack back. You know, he has Templeton, which is Paul Lind, by the way. <laughs> I didn't know that. He was hilarious in Hollywood Squares. He was hilarious in Hollywood Squares. I remember. Grandma was like one of those. Uh, for twelve easy payments of thirty nine ninety five, you get, you know, <laughs> classic TV shows. Where she had like forty VHS cassettes of, and, uh, of Hollywood, uh, of Hollywood squares. squares and old episodes of all, like all this, all these old sixties and seventies shows. Those are funny shows. No, they, they really were, are. and th- that's where I saw the Dean Martin roast because okay. in that box that my grandfather had like four cassettes that were mm-hmm. Dean Martin roast. But those yeah, funny, funny, Paul and funny. It's funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah. So you take the egg Charlotte's sack back, web, and there's like yeah. you had you start off Charlotte with this brilliant spider web making spider, and yeah, uh, and then they have all these little all, like she dies. That's what's gonna. That's what I was getting at. God damn uh-huh. it! Before you interrupted me, was that you're gonna die someday, and then all of a sudden there's gonna be all these like teenage up to like the mid thirties. Paul Gaines is running around. Harassing the fuck out of People me, interu- go, interrupting me on the podcast. He looks familiar, like, and he's acting familiar. How come all these like kids have a weird pumpkin head? <laughs> their, their heads are all shaped the same. It is large. Look at that boy's. <laughs> Look at that head. boy's cranium. His head. <laughs> hey, can we take a break? Wait a minute. So no. All right. Uh, maybe I'm done with my story. Uh, maybe. What, what was the rest of the? Was story? that me finish? Can okay. I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> Okay, I'm finished. 
Wasn't that uh, the f- Ross Perot? No, 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 no. We're doing no. You're doing the different. This is now South Park when they're arguing. It was the Canadians and they're yeah. arguing about some political event. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, I'm finished. Oh. You remember the movie South Park? No, I do remember that. I might have to watch that. It's like Terrence and Philip, and it was yeah. their con- from whatever. You are a racist, ma'am. Yeah, because she called them dirty Canadians. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> he didn't say anything else. Uh, so anyway, I think the point is this: is that the point is that this person would sell out immediately. He was mad at everybody else for, for selling to China, and but yet he would sell out immediately too if they have big enough. Absolutely, we're, we're all hookers. It just we're negotiating on price. Yeah, that, that's, that's absolutely. It, we all yeah. have. Everybody has their price. And Tim and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Whenever we hear about Four Peaks or Breckenridge Inbev, or, yeah. or Ten Barrel up in Oregon, and and you know. Um, InBev, if he said, if InBev came in here and offered me $50 million, I would leave in a, in a heartbeat. There you I go. I wouldn't even think twice about it. But yet, but yet and, he was one of the people that were mad at InBev. But he, so what does that mean? Well, you know, it, it's... Uh, I'm not damning him. I'm just asking Will you get mad? No, no, no. But, but there's two, we're talking about two different topics here. We're talking about a large uh, company who doesn't give a shit about their craft. They just are in, in it for money, mm-hmm. only in it for money buying up places that used to care about their craft and still trying to brand it as craft beer. That's one issue. The other issue is, do you demonize them? That's actually, this goes along with that same issue. Do you demonize them for making that decision? Well, not the people at the brewery. You're, we're disappointed. It's one of those, well, not angry, you know, I'm just, just disappointed. disappointed. Yeah. The other issue is, is the fact that um, if AB InBev can't buy you, or if you're not a craft, uh, you know, brewery that is worth them buying, they'll spend money to destroy st- you. Sp- and that is the issue that, okay. that is is it, that those are two separate so, issues. So, what if they came in and offered Tim X number of dollars and he took it, but they they still kept all those formulas? They kept it. It was still brewed here, but maybe they expanded it, but still kept the same. I think Tim could get into his plane and fly far enough away they didn't care. Okay, uh, you know what I mean. Well, like no, I, I mean, but, I, I but that in that because, and I and I agree with that. But too. what if I they totally said we'll that. give you fifty million dollars and then pay off all your debt and do this and do that, but we want you to be the master brewer here for the next ten years and still create your beers and help I, us set up a bigger factory. I don't know. Bubble. I don't know if he would do it. Okay, I'm just wondering. I don't know. That would be a that's that's an interesting question. It still I, lets him do his exact recipe. Say they didn't change the the, the logo right. or anything, and Tim Schroeder was still associated with yeah the no, guy, but Imbev happens to own it. But they, but they've changed nothing else other than they wanted to. That is a genuinely good question. I, I and and I don't know. Obviously, I'm not going to answer for Tim. I don't know. I, I just, my guess my guess would be that he would say no. Okay. Just because the other actions they do. Yeah, that's part of it. But also the fact of the matter is, is that yeah, you lose a lot of street cred when it comes to stuff like that. You really do. Like there's. Certain from like, your your peers, they're still hanging in there. Yeah, your peers out there, they're going to see that your labels on your bottles went from "drink responsibly, craft beer, Brewers Association" stamp, like on on like on the on the label, and it's not there anymore, or on the can, and it's not there anymore, or the fact that you know the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild would send out an email stating Blackbridge Brewery is no longer, you know, they that you know like they did with Four Peaks, and that's that's a huge blow too. That's that's part of your customer base. True. Um. Which is why it would never happen until Blackbridge was like, you know, two million barrels a year or something like that, or a million barrels sure. a year. Yeah, you got to get to a certain threshold before they're interested. Before, yeah, before they even give a crap. 
But still, uh, yeah, fun. these are fun questions. Yeah. Like I was telling a couple of friends of mine, you know, thinking is basically free. The only thing that thinking costs, if you have a little bit of time, is calories. So you, you spend some money on food. I can af- I can afford to burn those calories, I think. Okay. They're in the bank. They're, yeah, they're in, yeah, so to speak, the bank. Yes. Let's take a break. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back.
we on? White cotton panties. Are we on now? Yes. Oh, yeah. So white cotton panties do count as underwear, but that's not what the show is about. It's true. They're not pants. They're just panties. Panties. Do, do women like to call I, them panties? I don't, I don't know, man. I just I know plenty of women that don't like the word panties. I also know plenty of guys that refuse to say the word panties. Yeah, so why is it still ha- out there? I don't know, man. It's they like the word un- moist. People don't like the word moist. They just say underwear, right? Underwear, chonies. That's what women say. I, I don't unterhosen. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, one of the romance languages. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Negligé. That's a little bit better. I think about it. You know, the French have a lot of words in in aviation. Fuselage. Aileron. Aileron. Sounds better. That's it. I can't. I don't. I know of none. Empennage. What is that? That's the tail group. The whole back end. That's ass end. It's called so what? If you were walking down and saw a woman's empennage. Sacre bleu. <laughs> the empennage. What is it? Empennage? Empennage. Empennage. Look up empennage. I'm not looking up anything else. You had me look up podcast week <laughs> like t- two minutes ago, and I'm like, there's no fucking such thing as podcast Why do week. we not? Why? There's Sarah- International Podcast Day, which was 10 days ago. <sighs> I don't know what it's going on. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Portia texted me and she's guilting the shit out of me and said, oh, "Okay, you're recording. Give me a shout out." <laughs> sorry, Portia. I'm did. sorry. I just did. Shout out. Fine. <laughs> Big ups to Portia down in Tucson. Oh God. Fine. Fine. Um. Yeah, we had a heavy <laughs> conversation during the break. Now I'm. Gonna, I gotta get rev. Gotta get jazz. You gotta back get up. all jazzed back up. Maybe you need some jazz cabbage. You know, all the people that do podcasting that count that do interviews. <laughs> all the people that do podcasting that count <laughs> that, do, that interviews. do interviews. Always talk so you about, just narrowed it down. Right. Always talk about, you know, before we started recording or during the break we talked about, there's a lot, a lot of conversation, that, a lot. Like you and I have sat here before. How long do you think was the longest? And I don't have the answer, so it's not a quiz. How long do you think it was the longest that we sat here before we recorded and actually hit the button? Three hours, probably. Yeah. At least. <laughs> just bullshitting, just blowing yeah. farts and not doing anything constructive whatsoever. But having, having good conversations. But it though. warms you into when it's time to hit the button. And we're like, wow, we just talked about everything. I'm kind of tired, and now i got to record. What the hell? I want to know why you think... Like, what is your theory on why Joe Rogan did not do a good job interviewing he Elon didn't. Musk? He didn't. Okay. Because it was just goofy. It was like, well, I thought about an uh, airplane. Oh, really? Have you talked to anybody about that? Or the way he would say that kind of thing. It's like, that's not what you say when you, whatever. It just didn't seem like it was good Do you think it, was, it wasn't It was him not being skillful because we know he's a good interviewer? Yes. So, yes, yes, yes. He is the greatest interviewer and his empennage is film. He took a hit, too. People didn't like the fact that he was smoking weed and it was on. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that like the headlines like the next day were like the Air Force doesn't know what to do about Elon Musk smoking weed <laughs> because they don't have a way to investigate it because he's because he's uh, he's. CEO and he's like the guy. Yeah, he doesn't for work, SpaceX. He doesn't work for. He but get, contractors have to abide by federal contractors have to abide by federal standards. Oh, it's true. They they just have to. That's just the way it works. Hmm. But the stock the, dropped a little the, bit. I think. After yeah, that show. stock dropped a little bit because he was smoking weed. Really? Yeah, I know. This guy who's con- he doesn't know how to constantly bleed off steam like you. <laughs> he's constantly doing something. 
brain yes. works a mile a minute. Look, when when Joe was here's the I, I can't think of an exact examples, but there were certain things and you could tell Elon Musk has a lot of shit in his mind. You know, he's loaded up. He really he's is. He's got this car company, all these things, and he's like, Oh, you got this car company. You're like, you're like, uh, what's his face? And fucking Iron Man and all this kind of crap, and everybody kinda of like, Oh, that's great. Dude, I'm telling you, he's stressed out. He's got a lot of shit. You can tell that he's reaching his maximum. Yes. It, and I think that Joe could have handled that a little bit differently and asked questions a little bit differently. I like how you call him Joe. <laughs> like he's going to be like, oh, hey, Paul, how's it going? Check out the big balls on I, that thing. I know. and I'm not being a dick. <laughs> I could have interviewed Elon Musk better than Joe Rogan did. But here's the thing, though. He's been wanting to get Musk on there since, like, I mean, a long time. A so lot you, so longer than... he's a screaming girl and the Beatles have landed. I think he kind of... Remember when we had Frank on the show and how, yeah, how nervous a, and fucked up I was? Yeah, it was embarrassing. Uh, fuck off. Fuck off. This was. You just missed. Fine. Whatever. What if we had uh, Al Bowers on the show? You would be that. Not, you would be like true. that. We I would talk have to, all the time. I would fucking ca- I have to carry that show. He almost hugged me into Hatchapi. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like it's close. Like a Christian side hug or like a real man hug? It was, uh, what happened was uh, after he presented some of these awards, I told you the award these people got. We talked about right, that. Right, right. And we came over and he, he kind of put his arm around me and kind of patted me on the shoulder and because he just told me that I'm next. He kind of pointed to me when they were after the award and he's up there in the front. He goes, all right, Mr. Gaines, you're next next year. You're going to present next year. And I went, all right. He goes, well, you got 363 days to figure it out. Al Bowers <laughs> handed the torch to you. He did. For those of you out there in podcast land that don't know who Al Bowers is, his name, it's Albion, A-L-B-I-O-N, Bowers. He's chief scientist of NASA right now. He is the fucking guy. It and says he, chief scientist of NASA on his card. He and Paul, they're tight. Yeah. Do you have his phone number? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't talk to him, though. Why not? You don't text him, like, dirty pictures yeah. or funny jokes or something? Like, <laughs> hey, check out this girl's b-hole. <laughs> like, you don't send <laughs> You basshole. You basshole. <laughs> Al Bowers, you old son of a bitch! Like you, yeah, it's not. Quite you like don't that. have. You're not quite at the cognac and cigar stage. Oh, you're, we you're didn't talk about the there. things he's he's developing or he has developed that are going to be actually be doing something this weekend. What is it? Remember that we? T- uh, if we can even go, should we? Because I told prant- you there was the a prantal couple, wing thing. The, the prantal wing, but he de- you can apply this to uh, blades of of engines or fans right, or propellers what, and wings. Fifteen percent efficiency is is it that so high? It has jumped or like eighteen percent or something like that. So the Reno Air Races are this weekend. This right? weekend, this weekend, one of his designs. This is the first time it'll be in actual public use. Is going to be in this special propeller design. From the Pranel wing that he sort oh, of shit. is racing this week. That is really cool. At Reno. And so he also had some 3D printed little plastic sort of uh, exhaust fan blades. Um, he was passing them around. He had like four or five of them. And uh, I guess I can go and mention this because no one really listens to this show. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> But it was a public thing anyway. Right? You could have been there and you could have seen it. And I got a, well, I got a picture of it. Oh, God, I can't believe I didn't show it's, you this, Joe. It, what, what is it? It's a, Okay, I'll just say what it is, but I'll show you a picture of it later. Um, it is a, a little exhaust cooling fan for a computer monitor. Okay. Okay, so you're know, like, big deal. Or not a monitor, excuse me, a, a, a tower, tower, whatever, like a tower thing. So he said, um, you know, the his fan or his, his wing shapes aerodynamic like prantle type wing can be adopted and done this way and he's really working on this and refined it down and they 3d print these things and because apparently there's like a bunch of these fucking tower things in international space station there's like a shitload of them 
and uh, all in this one area, and they're kind of loud. Right. Yeah. And they keep apparently astronauts awake. Because it's already difficult to sleep in space, apparently. Right. And so, yeah. so these things already reduce. The, they're so efficient that they reduce the noise level by they cut it in half or something like that. So he, so he's now trying to get, he's trying to replace all, which is a silly little thing, but it's not all these plastic exhaust fans in the in the International Space Station. He he handed them around. I've got a held in my hand. I've got a picture of it. Is it gonna go? Are, is that one gonna go to the space station? Maybe. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, so that, I like that. Okay, so for those of you out there that aren't following along, the wing design change or modification that Paul's talking about that this guy Al Bowers has championed and, and kind of figured out has the the like it has the the capability of changing entire industries and making things more efficient. Everything from not just wings, but propellers are just wings that spin yeah and then fans are just wings that spin like like jet fan well. blades right jet fan blades computer fan blades like all these different Anything things that moves and air it, or it, extracts it, energy out of the air which includes a wing again or a rotating wing windmills which what, yes all, windmills are the bit that's going to be a big one too because that can overcome uh those, some of the friction loss you have with your braking and things like and that those too. are noisy obviously and that they, kind of stuff too. you know so. i've never heard a windmill well, you can't hear them from here, Joe. No, they're, no, no. They're 10 miles away, Dick. I didn't mean that. What, it's not like they're supposed to be a nuclear detonation. No, I've been the ones that are uh, out here south of town. Yeah. I've been within 100 feet of them, and I couldn't hear anything except for a little bit of mechanical noise from up top. Hmm. And they were running it. I don't know if they were running at full speed. I've never been, um, I've never been super close to a windmill. Yeah. See? There you go. Anyway, what do you know? You know I totally forgot Gains. about that. So so I asked him, I said, so is this the, oh, so after he was, his presentation, I said, because he was kind of hinting around about this exhaust fan for the for the space uh, uh, station, ISS. So I said, so you did, you were the guy that, he goes, yeah, it was my idea. We did it. We we're 3D printing him and we're going to try to sell it and get him replaced up there. And went, okay, that's cool. So I said, is this the first? So are they up there now? I didn't know. He wasn't real specific. He said no. And I said, so this is not, I was going to say, this is the first thing that has an application, a practical application of your new design that's being used for something. He goes, no, there's something else that's kind of coming up. And I went, okay, well, you're telling me that, but you're going to tell me or not? He goes, well, it's going to be public anyway, pretty soon. It's going to be displayed out there. And that's when he mentioned Reno Air Races that they uh, made a propeller propeller for this one formula racing airplane. Um, it's not for the big open ultra class, you know, P-51s. Uh, they're starting out with a smaller class. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know who made the prop, but there's tooling for it. There's a carbon fiber and it's a different, it's a different shape. If you look at it and you compare the standard prop, it's different looking, you know. Um, anyway, Yawn, yawn, you boring yawn. But the truth of the matter is, this is a huge jump because when you're getting, uh, when you're eking out um, efficiencies from aircraft, now it's you know they they do every handful of years it's two or three percent more efficient. Wingland's are three or four or five percent. Right, you know, there's these percent, but this is a large jump. It's almost twenty percent. Yeah, and if you just look at it, if you rounded it up to twenty percent, you're talking about, uh, I mean. Two gallons on every ten, or twenty gallons on every hundred. Right. And when you're talking about planes flying cross country, it's not like it's not like any of the of the the efficiency is ever going to trickle down to the general public uh, as far as air travel. But that's a huge jump. 
for just that stuff because I remember us talking about that. But these well, smaller applications, like you're you're gonna notice, you know, you're when the fan kicks on in your laptop, you're not gonna notice it, right? They, if it gets you can't implemented, really hear them that like much that. Anyway, can you? Yeah, you kind of can. Well, okay, so those are just one, and it's in your laptop or your uh, your uh, desktop. And if it's quiet, you can probably hear it a little bit. So you probably I can tell you, I remember the difference between using the stock fan that came with my, my when I had a desktop and I had a mm-hmm. tower, using the stock fan that came with it and then buying a, a you know, 30 or $40 aftermarket fan. The difference is night and day. Oh, really? It really is. So they like already kind of cleaned it up somehow. It's, it's it a lot up. like the Volkswagen diesels that came out in the past, say, five to seven years. The ones that were awesome and got the greatest fuel economy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That bullshit aside, that has nothing to do with what I'm getting at. Okay. Is the, uh, the, they're quiet. You wouldn't know that it was a diesel because it's not like a giant truck on, well, 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 like sitting next to you in traffic. You can't tell the difference. It's, it's that, it's that big of a difference. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So, so if you imagine a jet liner that, you okay? Yeah. All right. You just made a weird face. Yeah. Scratching. Something. My leg, and then I hit my head, and I just okay. <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> anyway. Um, if you had this, the actual wing of the aircraft, a large commercial jetliner with the Prantal wing, and then you had the fan blades in the engines with the Prantal design. I mean, we're talking engine efficiency, boom, jumped up, and then wing efficiency jumping up. Um, oh, here's what's interesting also. is It's just like in stock car racing, which is or similar to it. They're, they're asking... Or they have learned, because there was uh, presentations into Hatchaby also regarding, again, birds in formation. And, of course, y- you probably know that they, they change positions. Of course. Yeah, and they, so they so the lead guy is the guy that's huffing and puffing the artist. Everybody else gets to ride off their vortices or their uh, 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 shed off the front. Of the, and, and so there's a lot of discussion on that, and that's kind of where this concept came from. But anyway, they've actually learned that the, the lead guy um, is actually – and I've got photographs of the image of it, is actually using less energy also. The very front guy is using less energy. Cause Who's driving a cause stock car? It's in, <laughs> yes, but the, the bird. Oh, I, I'm, <coughs> I'm saying I don't bird. refer to a, a bird as a guy. I thought you had transitioned over to NASCAR. The okay. lead, no, I'm the sorry. The lead bird. The, the lead, lead bird guy, male, yeah. female. I don't see gender. Oh my God. I'm not talking about you assuming the fucking gender. I'm talking about of the bird. You, I'm, I'm talking about you personifying it. Okay. The lead bird also uses less energy than he would if he were flying by himself or herself. The lead, the, the, yeah, so he's because, in front. Be, because you can kind of pull someone too, and that you get momentum. Right. That makes so, sense. So everybody's yeah. more efficient. Now, it's a lot more efficient if you're further back in the V with that kind of thing. But um, they've figured this out on some level. It's like it's not near as much as the second or third bird. You know, It's like 15% or somewhere around there. And I have a it, picture of that image when they were talking about it, and I got a screenshot of it, whatever. Of the, I want to go there and just nerd the fuck out. And, oh, it's uh, fantastic. I'll be like Chris Farley, like the total, the non-pilot, non-glider pilot person there that's like, do you, do you, do you remember remember when you worked on Hubble? Right. So awesome. I have to figure out, and I'm going st- I'm, I'm to really put some effort into it this time because normally it's like, oh, it's a month away. I've got to figure, and I can usually come up with something pretty interesting to talk about. I mean, that's, that some people wouldn't normally know. You know, and and uh, and and, but I'm not going to do this. But Al told you, I want to actually days. think about yeah something more interesting, um, to bring there. And a lot of guys were there with theory. Now Al had a theory on this 
wing design, but they're making now they made a thing and he right. has a thing. But a lot of half the guys there are just theory, so it's all math and it's formulas and discussing kind of esoteric stuff, engineering wise, and it's pretty heady crap. And but and it's fascinating. And these are smart people, and that maybe one day it'll apply to something. But I want to bring something there that's tangible. That's here's what we're doing, and here's what we're having fun with it. It could be a stormtrooper helmet should be the first thing. No. <laughs> Guarantees somebody there will find that funny. At least one person. Fine. So yeah, we made this. <laughs> and like, so how is that furthering? Uh, t- it's not. It's not furthering anything. I, I thought you guys might appreciate it, though. Don't that look cool, though? Yeah. Cool. Um, look at that. You can run it over. It won't do anything. They might find it interesting the whole process. We've got photographs of this piece of crap plastic thing filled it with foam you know, to make it solid and then... And then made it smooth because it didn't. They didn't made up real well, so we filled it all in. I made it. I, I'm done. I'm okay. done talking about this. Okay. Anyway, why did I bring up the NASA thing and the jet? Though because we were going to talk. We kind of talked about to hatch be on one of the recent shows. And yeah. I said I got this thing I want to talk about, and that was the thing is that it's racing this week. This panel wing propeller calls it a panel wing. Reno Air Races. Check it out. It's yeah. really cool. And, and they stream live. Um, they have like. 12 cameras or something like that all over the place and yeah. they have uh that they're live streaming on youtube so you have like 12 or maybe 16 different views it's the fastest it's, race in the world well that's precious no it is there is no faster race in the world right now there isn't it's the fastest race in the world i don't mean air or whatever it's the fastest race in the world interesting i'm done talking about it right now i i, I just ne- i don't okay isn't I thought Reno Air races were like a part of a whole bunch of different races, like no, the whole circuit. They used to do that. It's like you, saying the fastest F one race. No, they used to do that years ago. There were there were aviation racing circuits all over the country, eighty years ago or whatever. I don't know when we were nineteen minus a two carried the six. I don't know three three. There there used to be there used to be almost every state had them. These races would go around just like stock car racing and go pylon air racing. They were all over the place. Okay, there were in Ohio. I remember seeing some old advertisements for Ohio stuff. There were, I mean, yeah, no, I know, that, I know that these those existed. But they I was don't just do saying like there's they, no place else in this country or in the world that. What about does, the Red Bull air races? Aren't those? That, that's those not are, pylon. That that's trick stuff and stunts between stuff. This is pylon racing in like a twelve mile. I don't know how. I should know how many miles it is. Oh, uh, okay. But it goes. You know, it's like stock car racing in a way. You're just hauling ass and and turning around these pylons, and it's uh you know the top airplanes are 450 60 miles an hour. There's okay, n- so you're t- so it's kind of like barrel racing for horses with horses as opposed to like a long distance race. Yeah, and you're yeah, going around okay. you're going around this track or this circuit. I don't know how many times I should know this. These are ten laps. I don't know what it is, but the coolest thing is to be there's for the ultimate gold class, which are all the P51 Mustangs that have been modified. And super charged and super this and clipped wings and can you not use jets? They have a jet class now. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. Are they the fastest ones or? Uh, I don't really know because it's been the last few years they're doing this. They 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 might be. I thought you lo- knew a lot about aviation. Paul. I, t- I don't. It, everybody's <laughs> right. This is gonna be the podcast that I just slowly fade out Everybody while we're still is. talking. People are like, wake up and go. Cartoon Casual have another podcast this week? <laughs> Shit, I slept better than I have in a long time. Right. So what else do you want to this talk about? I don't want to talk about air aviation. Air, air aviation? Air aviation. I, don't, I definitely don't want to talk about air aviation. Yeah. No, the, the Nike thing is funny. Oh, yeah. That's 
that shit cracks me up when people when people get so angry about something that they destroy their own property. It's so it's like here's what bothers what? me. The, that that bothers me. I don't really care about that, but it's like the commercial is because you know then you had sacrificed everything, and people say he didn't sacrifice everything because he didn't go to war and didn't get killed, or that's what they compare it to. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm going okay. I understand what you're saying, and I've had friends that have been killed in the military over the years. We right. all have, but it's like it's not a Nike sort of it's a commercial and whatever. And they don't like it because he wasn't a very good player. They're saying, and now he's making money and who the fuck cares? Yeah. It's really like that. That's the, that's the bottom line kind of right there. Is it is, is what he's doing affecting you? Oh, did you see what the NFL came out? Was it yesterday or day before that their new ruling? I don't, I don't there are know. no rules. They, they were, they required you to, to stand at some point. And now they said, we're not, there are no rules now. That's probably because it wouldn't pass muster if it went to the Supreme Court, because I guarantee you somebody would make it that it would make it happen and then go. Nope, that is ruling of free speech, and or that is you know that you're you can't can't do that now. So the NFL, those players don't work for the NFL. The NFL is a nonprofit organization. Right, which makes a lot. They make a lot of money, but the owners, it, you work for. I believe that that's how that works. You work for the franchise. You work for the franchise owner. So, like you know, you you in, you're in Dallas. You were your boss is not some okay. NFL person in some so high rise. Question. It's the fucking. It's the franchise. I, I understand that. So ha, I have a team. I haven't even looked at this. I'm an idiot now. I don't follow this that closely, to be honest. So has the have the individual teams made rules that you must stand or not? Have they said, I no, think we're some not of them it. have tried in the NFL now ruled and said, this is the way it is across the board. Yeah, but so the NFL, you're saying the NFL can say that the teams can or yes. cannot make them say Yeah, that. because the NFL kind of hands down like the rules and regulations and uh, player conduct and things like that. Now, just like in other things, you can make things more strict at the franchise level. Mm-hmm. You can have hell, man. There used to be a franchise out there that had moral turpitude clauses. So you che- che- find out that they're cheating on your wife, and it makes it public. You're fucking gone. Right. Like obviously, nobody cares about that anymore. No. But that's the other thing that I that kind of really bothers me is like if you're gonna put this much attention on this one guy for these acts that he's done that you're offended by, and most of my friends, I, in fact, all of my friends that I know that are veterans don't give a fuck, and they're like. These people need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, these it is. people do not speak for us, and not all of us feel that it is that you should be the, that uh, you're disrespecting the it, flag or the country. Fuck that! It's a symbol of what you're allowed to do, which is express yourself. I don't, so then those people get pissed and they say, "Well, okay, then they shouldn't be doing that while they're on the job. Go out there, play your play the ball and." And do the did it do those things? Well, then I just say, well, fuck you. They don't go to your job and tell you to like stop sucking the dick like that. Like they don't go to your job and do that. What job has a dick sucking? So, there's a lot of jobs out there. That's why it's called a blow job, not a blow hobby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, that's I think that's what really bothers me is that the people get so upset by that, but they don't get upset about all the other horrible shit that these players have done to people over the years. Right. But they don't get that upset. But please entertain us. We don't care what you've done in your private life and beating up people and having sex with your daughter. I don't know what they do. Rape and uh, just murder. Yeah. You know, all sorts of horrible shit. I was in Atlanta the night that, what was that famous murder that took place after the Super Bowl or some big game? I was downtown Buckhead when it was a, oh my God, this is like 20 years ago now, 15 years ago. 
Uh, you, but it happened. Damn, in you're the, old as fuck. It happened in Atlanta. Well, the Dirty Birds did something nasty. It, or hap- what? it happened near where we were hanging out, like with a couple oh. blocks away. It was at a bar. Or someone killed somebody. It was a. It was a well-known thing that oh, oh, I, people, I, are, people are screaming at. See, their, and that's the thing. That's how, just how much I care about it. Right. It, I think what what you have this all this <laughs> autistic screeching coming from both sides. It's uh, that's his right, and he did give up everything, and now he's blah blah. blah. I'm like, oh, so he only has fifty million dollars instead of a hundred million dollars. Big fucking deal. He's playing a game. Nike loves all but the, it. But right, I, I don't know how much he got paid for that, dude. If he got paid five dollars for that campaign, it's worth it. So then you have the other side that's like, maybe, maybe, blah blah blah. The brown man says, bam, bam, bam. Like they, it's like just crybabies on both sides. It's like just. If you're gonna watch, just like watch grown men murder each other and and fuck their brains up and just scramble their brains. I don't just watch the game and shut the fuck up. I don't hang out with the total cross section of military people. Big surprise, but I I would say that the vast majority or almost all of the military people that I know um, have said, yeah, that's kind of what we fought for is freedom of speech. Right. That's, and, and I'm sure there's a handful out there that not a handful, obviously more than a handful that are like, that's bullshit. And but honestly, every single veteran I've talked to, and I, I, these are people that are close friends of mine and they're, and some are like just acquaintances. Would you call any of them right wing? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And they'll say that's misguided. These people are just being blowhards. They don't know what they're talking about. And they definitely don't speak for the veterans. The, and, uh, and, and I, because most of them, most of them don't give a shit about that. I will now, s- the fact of the matter is, is that people, I understand there's varying degrees of what sacrificing everything means, but who gives a shit? The, um, the vast majority, if not all, I have to think about this. I will peruse this. Maybe I'll think about it on social media. The big one, of course, being Facebook of the people that I know that are screaming the loudest against him are not veterans. No, no, I I I mean, almost across the board, they're not. Yeah. And honestly, I would say that the majority of people that uh, are veterans, they give so little fucks about it that they're the ones posting most of the funny ass uh, parody memes of the ad. And it cracks me up. There are I love I just I've I saw I've seen a few over the over the past few days and it's so fucking funny. Just, just absolutely brilliant. Like little bits of comedy. They were, they were kind of funny in the beginning, and I thought, uh, yeah, whatever. But then they got pretty damn funny pretty quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was some cheese ball shit, but the things were, became more and more on point. It, it's the the one that uh, I got tagged in today was the one with Trump. <laughs> uh, it was it was uh Trump Trump. I I texted Trump. I texted Joe one day about Donald Trump many months ago, and I misspelled it, Trump. Which is funny because I kept, when I used to live on Clint Eastwood Way, I would mistype and put Clont. No, I thought I put Clont initially. I, 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 I thought it was me. Clont yeah. Eastwood. It's a picture, it's a black and white picture of Donald Trump. It says, stand for something, unless you have bone spurs. And then it says, <laughs> and it's got the Nike swoosh, just dodge it. It's fucking, it's terrible. You know, he definitely sacrificed everything. It's but, funny it's talking about military and presidents. Um, I remember there were a lot of Republicans screaming about Obama because pick a topic, but um, that he was not in the military. 
screaming about it. We need, quote, we need a, uh, a, 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 Jesus, military, holy cow, what's the guy, uh, uh, oh my God. Commander in chief. Thank you. Paul just just had a stroke. He has left-sided weakness. He has neurological deficits even more than he had before. Wow. Somebody somebody get a doctor. I want a commander-in-chief who was in the military. That's what we need. And I can't stand. And then Trump came along. Well, I think we have the great thing is, is that we do have honestly the only appointment in his entire cabinet is Mattis. That's the only one I believe in because that guy is a bad motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Did you hear? Did you watch the interview where the the interviewer asked him? It's like the most badass thing ever. Uh, He said, uh, what uh, what stresses you out? What keeps you up at night? And he goes, nothing keeps me up at night. I keep other people up at night. (laughs) And I'm like, that's the guy I want as the second in command. I'm the one who knocks. That's exactly how I felt. I was like. Who is it that you see when you look at me? You, who do you see really? I am the one who knocks. That, we are not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. That scene was beyond intense. Yes. And then the bedroom, I think they were. Yeah, they're standing in the bedroom, and he just like walks. A dresser drawers are right there or something, yeah, if I recall. Was, who is it that you see when you look at my face? I mean, he fucking nailed it. That made the whole series. I got chills. I got chill. Yeah. I fucking I I want to memorize that monologue mm-hmm. as a uh, like a go to for an audition for a play or something like that, and people will be like, "All right, if we, you know what, if relax. we if we ever get the theater done downtown, as far as inside the theater, we ought to just have a hodgepodge of a whole thing of just of, just monologues, a thirty second or forty five second monologue." Okay, I actually have. Oh, this is so bad. This is going back a long time. It's going back like fifteen years. I have a, a series of monologues that I wrote, like anywhere from minute and a half to like maybe six minutes might be the longest one. It's like eight or ten of them, mm-hmm. and they're called the Vajona monologues. Vajona, that's funny. But it's me complaining about not getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to dust those fuckers off because oh, I read them in front of a few people, and they, they were they were pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, the vagina monologues. But ima- imagine if you had like a hundred people or something, and they all practiced their one quick little monologue or the line or the thirty-second or even ten-second thing really, really well, and they just kept bringing them. Yes, in the next one, and the next and then one, bring up the next, next one. one, and then I'll do that, and like I am the danger, right? I, I, yes. One of my favorite ones when they were out near, I guess the last season. I think it was the last <clears> season <throat> where they met out to do the the deal, and who's going to bring the meth methylene. <laughs> Methylamine. Thank you. He was trying to sell us. I, I know what you're. Yes. I know where you're getting at. It's with those yes. guys from Phoenix. You're a T-ball. And we're we're major leagues. He goes. I don't want a classic. We're without classic Coke. You know whatever it was. That was. I love that. That that was, was a, that was a great line. And he's like, say my name. That was the same. That that was the same uh, scene. I want yeah. you to say my name. You're Heisenberg. You're goddamn right. Goddamn right. <laughs> Fucking goddamn Breaking Bad. The greatest show of all time. There are people that haven't seen Breaking Bad. Well, you know, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. It's uh it sucks you in for sure. Oh, Jack Ryan. You've got mm-hmm. to fucking watch Jack I've Ryan. I've heard about it. I've heard about it. I <laughs> it came out last Friday mm-hmm. or two Fridays ago. And uh I didn't do shit. I watched the I watched it all all like 
nine episodes or like eight the whole, episodes. The, the first season dropped, you're saying? Yes, it dropped at midnight, and I was finished with it by three in the afternoon. What's the essential premise? Well, Jim from The Office. Uh, <laughs> Portia asked me that, too. She's like, what's it about? I'm like, well, just, Jim, from the, just Jim from The Office is trying to impress Pam. No, uh, it's uh, Jack Ryan's an analyst. He gets pulled from obscurity to help out with uh, these two guys uh, were involved in some potentially terrorist activities. Jack Ryan picked up on it because he's a banking guru in this anti-terrorism unit. And uh, they, uh, what's his face? The uh, played by James Earl Jones in the Harrison Ford movies. Um, uh, I can't, Greer, Jim Greer pulls him out and says, I need you to come with me and we're and they get into a, a jet and then they fly from like Maryland to the Middle East. It's always somewhere. a jet. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not going to take a goddamn tugboat, man. <laughs> like, like, all right, let's get in this steamer. <laughs> One of those paddle boats. Ooh. Hopefully yeah, it's not during the hurricane Like a little season. paddle boat like you would rent in Havasu. You're like, all right, we're going to. Here we go. War on Terror is going to get ramped up. <laughs> they're gonna water ski there jump a shark oh this series is over anyway yeah and it just kind of goes from there and there's international whatever it's like it's a so it's an al-qaeda it's like an al-qaeda type of group so his job because there are analysts out there in the terrorism groups that are boring as hell jobs they're just looking for patterns which is exactly what his job is but he went on a limb and said i'm connecting these dots and i'm pretty sure this is what it is right then he goes in that first uh, episode, uh, Jim Greer had just gotten demoted, mm-hmm. and so he was kind of. I don't know if you ever read any of the the Jack Ryan books. I read yes one. Uh, so Jim Greer had gotten in trouble at one point, yeah. and was demoted, and that's how he went. Ended up stationed not uh, anywhere near any action. They put him somewhere to because they couldn't fire him yet. Okay, and he couldn't retire. So he. Uh, uh, Jack Ryan's like, fucking, you know what? I got to figure out a way. This old man is wrong, and he's being a dick, and he doesn't know me. He doesn't know how good I am or whatever. And he goes around him and goes to another, kind of like to another department and has her. He said, do this. None of us will get in trouble for this. And what he discovers is he's right, that this money, there's millions of dollars being funneled toward, you know, uh, these uh, fronts, basically. Okay. And it's eight episodes of just kicking fucking ass like every single episode. Composite aircraft repair facilities. Yes, absolutely. Composite <laughs> aircraft uh, repair facilities. Um, old uh, Russian uh, ro- rotary, rotary engines. engines and radial engines. Radial engines, not rotary engines. <laughs> You're not a very I was talking to my dad today about rotary engines for some reason. Like a Mazda rotary, like yeah, a Wankel? Like, yeah, like Wankels. Because I remember he talked to me. I was like 16. And I had the, I had I had like fifteen hundred bucks that I had saved up for a car, and I was it was burning a hole in my pocket. And I just like was pouncing at every little thing I saw. I was looking through the paper like, Dad, Dad, what do you know about a seventy eight two eighty ZX? And he's like, I know that you won't fucking buy one because I'm not gonna help you fix it every weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, Dad, Dad, what about this? It's uh, it's a it's a nineteen eighty one Pacer or some shit. Like, just he's like, We will not be buying that. 
and then I, I convinced him to go and test drive an RX-7. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. It was like an 83, maybe, 84 mm-hmm. RX-7. <laughs> he, he's like, I think he did it just to placate me so I would shut the fuck up rather than just shut me down completely. Mm-hmm. So we go and uh, drive it, and it breaks down on the drive. Oh, God. And my dad's like, uh, well, I guess uh, I guess you learned some lessons here. And I said, how do you figure? And he goes, well, one, you always test drive a car before you buy it. But also, did you hear the guy? I said, no. He doesn't know who anybody in town that will work on it. Oh, God. <laughs> now, granted, that was... You know, that was 21 years ago. Those engines are really kind of cool. You open up the hood, and they're like a little small, tiny it's, baby engine. And they're the, like, their power how does to weight, work? Their power-to-mass ratio is in... Their power-to-volume ratio is insane. Yeah. Because they're like... Like, the biggest one uh, is... I mean, it's not biggest one, but you can... You know, you can put multiple rotors together. That's another thing yeah, that's cool about that Mazda. Yeah, stack them together, yeah. B16? No, it's a Honda engine. Anyway. I don't remember. Whatever those rotors are, because they made them single rotor in the beginning, they made twin rotor... But you can. I actually met a guy uh, here in town. I, in fact, I, I wonder if he still lives around here. He uh, he took four of the single rotor engines and was able to machine them together, and he used that to power his boat. Wow! Can you imagine? It's kind of cool. The like you know sixteen thousand RPMs in a boat. I um I had a buddy of mine who was a manager of our Domino's Pizza that I worked at when I was going to college a little bit and before I went to Auburn or after I don't can't remember anyway. He uh, had one of the kind of the pointier RX-7, whatever, in the, in the 80s yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, And then uh, and I, before I purchased my uh, 300ZX, which is the prettier one, you know, the version that I bought, the 93 oh, or 4 or whatever I it was. I absolutely love those. Yeah, it's no, like 92 to 96. They're still pretty. They they still look, they don't look dated. They yeah. look dated on the inside because yes. of the interior electronics and stuff. But from the outside, you they could, could be a 2018 model year. You could make that car, like you said, up to the inside. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a cool car. Look at that. 300ZX people do a Google image search. They are beautiful. And there was one stock color that I would just think is amazing. It's It was a cream white with gold metal flake. Mine was a kind of charcoal gray or something. Oof. But Which, anyway, anyway, so I bought it, and but but I did a. This is kind of a silly reason I didn't buy the RX Seven because I I love the newer RX Seven that was kind of a wavy, roundy but wavy looking. After yeah, it was like an eighty eight, eighty eight, ninety somewhere around yeah. there is where they changed it to Those that one. Those fuckers hauled ass. Yeah, they hauled. That ass. was the twin when they went to the twin rotor yes. and they made a turbo like a GT, yes. like a turbo GT version. I desperately that was like, wanted one of those. So he, here's how I made my decision not to buy it though, because it was going to be that or the or the uh, the three hundred ZX. Is I and you're going to go. This is weird. But I was hiking a lot then, and there was this little place called Kennesaw Mountain. That's where one of the battles of the War of Aggression took place. The War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> aggression. <laughs> Anyway, so I'd go hiking there all the time. And I had my big hiking. You've seen my hiking boots. They're yeah, kind of yeah. Monstrous. Yep. They're whatever they are. They're the, a solo yes. uh, hiking boots. And so um, I literally wore my hiking boots to test drive this RX-7. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Because the, the pedals were too close, and it, I couldn't do it. I went, I, oh, I totally oh. understand that. Oh, so I could wear different shoes. When I go hiking, I could change my shoes. And I went, oh. 
That I didn't little, do it. But with the 300ZX, I could wear my big clunky hiking boots. Absolutely. And shift, because I was not going to buy an automatic. It was going to be a five-speed or six-speed. Yeah, if you bought one of those it was an automatic, I would. we wouldn't be doing this oh, podcast. No, I wouldn't I, be hanging out with you. I love And there was nothing like, I got to tell you, in the fall, when the fall came around Atlanta, when the humidity was finally gone, which we don't really identify with around here. <laughs> but when it was gone, took the, it had T-tops, which is weird, because they think it's a 93. But they were cool, and you could put them in the back. And it was The whole top would come. Not the whole top. They were t- separate T-tops in the 300ZX. Was it a T-top? Yes, it was. Are you sure it wasn't? It wasn't. Yes, uh, it wasn't. Yeah. So I know that sounds. Targa? That's no. That sounds bad because you think of a Trans Am T top in the seventies. Mullet wearing asshole. Yeah, but, and that, but that's not what it looked like. It doesn't doesn't look like that for one, and for two, yeah. it has a better function than that. It's it's for handling. Oh yeah. So anyway, there was nothing like that. So I really enjoyed that part. The RX seven wasn't didn't have that uh, feature, so that was kind of a cool thing. And there was nothing like driving around at night around the city of Atlanta or going up in the mountains when the cool fall weather was coming with the tops off and the heater blowing if you wanted the heat and uh, five-speed and it sounded good and it was kind of was a lot of fun. That was a fun car. It's a fun now, car. Now I really want one. Yeah, I kind of want a five-speed sports But now we're talking about a Porsche now. Meh. So. I'm over it. I'm o- I'm over Porsche. Yes, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, get it? Get it? Oh, God. I would love to own another one. I don't now that I have now that I can, now that I can pay a mechanic to work on it. Uh, I would love to own another nine fourteen. I would absolutely own it and just zip all over town because I fucking miss that because it was a pure joy to drive. Yeah, and that's what people say about Porsches. Like they just are. It's the way that they're manufactured somehow built into the DNA of every Porsche that's ever been made. They're fun to drive. Yeah. And and I loved that car. It was gutless as shit. My Geo Metro that I just got, I got rid of a few years ago mm-hmm. had more get up and go on the freeway. Really? But pure drive. Yeah, because I, I had just a little four-cylinder. Okay. It was a Type 4, like a Vanagon engine mm-hmm. that was kind of re, redone a little bit. Had um, a different valve train, you know, and uh, bigger valves and so on and so forth. So it was like a beefed up. It was 1.7 liters, like 17 or 1698, 1696 cc, something like that. Okay. But it had a different cam profile and all that shit. Like it, it was a built version of what went in the van again, but then it had like the short throw five speed mm-hmm. that you would find in the, it was a 915 transmission, the one that everybody, okay. everybody who builds a dune buggy wants because it's fucking bulletproof. Okay. Like it's, it's been known to handle up to 500 horsepower. Jeez, and the 91 horsepower potentially that was coming out of my little four cylinder, but no, it was just fun to drive, and I, 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 I miss it. Yeah, it was a rough day the day that I sold it. But I anyway. had I when I had my uh, I had my full size truck uh, in Atlanta with my Z car, so I mainly you know during work and things you know would haul the truck around on trailers and whatnot, but then I would. Definitely the Z car. It was kind of the weekend car. It was of course. go up to the mountains or do this or go on dates, that kind of stuff. Um, it was fun. It was a fun car. You know, one of the, this is going to sound skeevy, but it really is a nice little enjoyment is uh, you take the lady out and drive around and you show her that, you know, like, hey, do you want to take the top down? I'm like, oh, it's kind of chilly tonight. No, I'll show you a trick. You roll, did you roll the windows up? Mm-hmm. And have it like you were talking about. Have you roll the windows up, and the hair doesn't blow; it just blows right. up directly up. Right, doesn't get in anybody's face or anything like that. Right, love that. There, but there's also nothing like, and some women enjoy this. 
There's also nothing like a woman with the right length hair when the top is down and you're cruising around and their hair is kind of, it's like slow motion almost in a movie. It is cool. No, I, I was kind of flying around yeah. a little bit. And that's, that's, I enjoy seeing a woman's hair, not out of control and getting totally stupid, but I mean, just kind of fun watching that feminine aspect of long, but look at me like that, Joe. <laughs> I'm serious. Finish I enjoy your thought, that. man. No, I get the. I get I it. Enjoy I enjoy the aesthetic the, Im- of the it. imagery of it. It's, it's yes. part of that. It's like we're going someplace. We're going to have this fun day, or we're traveling up to Asheville, North Carolina, for whatever reason, you know. And in the gonna, fall, to see the uh, the foliage, the foliage, all that stuff, and the hair's kind of flying around, and blah blah blah. It's kind of fun. Okay, uh, it was fun. It's fun. It's fun. I enjoy it. I, no, I get it. I'm with you. I, I agree 100%. The Jeep is kind of the same thing, which it's, it's sitting there right now. You should, why don't you fix your goddamn Jeep? I, no, now, I'm, now I'm ready. Uh, now I'm, I'm Jesus, thing, goddamn Christ. Things are lessening in my life now where I can focus on yes. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm is it sure. Maslow? Maslow. It's not Laszlo, like in For some science. reason, I was saying, no, I, th- I was thinking it was Laszlo, but you're right. It is Maslow. <laughs> Laszlo. <laughs> I'm like... Laszlo says <laughs> Weird Science is a funny movie. Weird Science is a funny movie. The show was better. Really? Yeah. Okay, we done. I felt like the show was better. My left knee hurts. Can, oh. we, can we stop recording? All right. <laughs> I'm going to put some liniment on old man Gaines's fucking <laughs> knee cuz he can't bend over that far I had no got, idea that was it. I can bend, I can bend over as far as you need me to. Oh shit. <laughs> well, I'm going to go bend Paul over. You guys enjoy your day. Bye. <laughs>